Hey everybody and welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. Thank you. Um, the, the beer garden. We'll, start, we'll just pull people like random guests and be like, what do you do? Let's, let's chat. Tell me, what do you think? What do you think? Well, I, I see you yawning there, Sean. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you're, you're excited to join me today in our, in our episode about what personality traits do you feel makes you successful? What makes me successful? Um, I guess I'll tell a little story about how, uh, well, my, I guess my wife and her family would make fun of me is that I like to talk a lot. So they, they, they feel like, it's an obligation for them to talk to me when, when we first dated, they're like, Tom talks a lot and I'm just a social person. So I just love talking. So then that, now that I know that I don't like try to go strum up conversation, but uh, a trait for me, I feel like, you know, in business or just in life, it's uh, going on just connecting with people, making relationships and just making deeper connections and chatting with people. So for me, that comes really easy. Now for other people, that's, that's hard. So I'm a, I'm a big extrovert, but, um, yeah. What about yourself, Sean? I think for traits come to be, I think you have to certainly be, um, extroverted. You, you, you need to be able to have a conversation comfortably with a person or a lot of people that you don't know. So, so you have to be able to pull on strings and, you know, I always say I'm, I'm Irish. I rely on my heritage all the time as a, as a crutch, but we're storytellers. So I like, I like to engage with people and talk to people and compare stories or contrast stories. And that helps me a lot in business. I mean, ultimately what my business is a relationship business and you have to be 50% of that relationship. So you have to be outgoing and, and be able to communicate and not just communicate, but listen as well. Um, the other thing that I really think is important um, for being not just an entrepreneur, but, but being a, a leader is to be positive. Like I'm generally a positive person. Like I typically will wake up in a good mood or a pretty good mood, although today I didn't for some reason, which we're still researching. Um, and you need to be able to recover when you're not in the best frame of mind fairly quickly, you know, um, bad moments, not bad days. So I think those are kind of two like big buckets of, of traits that you have to have um, to be a successful entrepreneur. And we should, you know, say to the, to our followers and listeners, it's not that you can't be if you don't do right. If you, if you're an introvert, it doesn't mean that you can't be an entrepreneur and it's an incredibly successful one. It, it's not a can't, it's just, in our experiences, these are some of the things that have helped us or these are the things that have resonated with us that make our business our business because it's us being us. Like I couldn't be an introvert if I tried. And believe me, I've tried and I can't. My wife is a big introvert and I'm surprised I, when I see her out socializing or whatever, like it's a, it's a lot of work for her, but you would think she was an extrovert. So I know, you know, if you're an introvert, you, yeah, you can still make it happen for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. and, you know, there, it's, 
it's being able to communicate to, you know, we did a whole, I think we did a whole episode on communication. It's, it's being able to find common ground, which I think to me, it's easy um, with people you don't know. And, and I have to tell you, I personally, I believe it's genetic. I went to, I took my dad to a Red Sox game. I think the game was four hours. We were there for 10 and we get behind a, a sports anchor, a female sports anchor who grew, who um, lives in the same town my parents did and her husband. Now, thank God I can talk to anybody. My dad talked to this news anchor, first of all, way past the point of being awkward and to the point where I literally bought the husband a round of drinks because like, we're just standing there like two fools waiting for my dad to finish come. Never met her before, never talked to her before. So it's genetic because I can totally see myself doing that. I had a, that is you all day, Sean. You can totally chalk. I've had more people. I was at, um, (laughs) it's a, it's a clothing store now, but I was on Martha's vineyard and I turned around and literally walked into Renee Zellweger, the actress. Like she, she kind of walked into me and I had two drinks. I kind of spilled them and like people, you could tell it was a crowded bar and people were afraid to talk to her. Not me. I, I was like, I got to the point, I must've talked to her 15 minutes. I got to the point where I walked back to my buddies and they're like, do you actually, first of all, do you know who that is? And we didn't know you knew her. Like, no, I never, just first time I met her. She's kind of nice. We're just talking about, you know, movies and stuff. And she, they're like, you will talk to anybody. And it's, it's true. It's a personality thing. I mean, you and I wouldn't do the, a podcast like this unless we were completely comfortable, first of all, sharing our own stuff, but also talking to an audience and being able to share our experiences with that audience. And I don't know if that's extroverted as much as it is just being personable and friendly, you know? You, you, I mean, you could be, I see scientists that who are just passionate about their craft and they'll do podcasts, they do video. Um, you don't have to be extrovert. If you, if you're sharing something and you want to share with the world, so you, you could do this. Um, it's, it's really the, the, the mindset or the frame of mind that you put yourself in to do something. Yeah, I agree. It's all about frame of mind. It's just, I think, like I said, some people it's harder for, and some people it's easier. It doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really define your success or failure, but, but it's one of the many things that has influence to it. It just means you have to try harder to have a conversation with somebody. Are you going to lose clients? Of course you are. But I mean, I could lose clients because I'm too, positive or I might be too over the top to somebody's taste. So it's all relative. I just think, you know, for me personally, you have to, I believe anyways, you have to wake up positive. Negativity just takes the life out of you. I mean, you just gotta, you can end negative, which I just think is shitty, but you can, but you should always wake up positive. I mean, you just gotta start the day with just the idea that yesterday, today is going to be better than yesterday. That's just my perspective. I piggyback off of that. I guess another trait, you know, for, for me, I've had someone call me this when I was young, um, back in like me, I was a freshman and they was, I would just keep working on something, keep working on. It. And they said, you're tenacious. You no. Know, and, and 
I was like, Oh, I didn't really know what that meant at that time. I looked it up and I was like, okay, yeah. I go, that is probably me. Like I don't realize that that's who I am, but I think a trait that's helped me lies like being tenacious, like just ever I put my mind to it, like just work on it no matter what. Do you think your ethnicity supports your extrovertedness or not? Like, isn't the typical stereotypical Asian stereotype is that you're more reserved and you're more, I hate the word quiet because that's not what I mean, but just more reserved and almost thoughtful. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll say the first thing that comes you're... to my head. It's coming out of my mouth within a, as fast as it can get there. I don't care who's in the room. And then sometimes that works for me and sometimes it, it doesn't. Do you yeah. think, do you, do people look at you and be like, wow, he's Asian, but like that doesn't, he's not fitting into what I perceive as the, that Asian man's mold or, or a stereotype. And yeah, we exactly. all have, well, let's be honest guys. We all, we stereotype everyone as much as we want to say we don't, we all have our own biases and stereotypes, but, um, and it, so, you know, I, I was born in Laos and I came here growing up. I came when I was several months old, you know, I think being Americanized, you know, seeing, I think that, that obviously your environment influences you, but my parents, yes, are very reserved, but my mom actually was the one that's very extroverted. It's like, whenever we're doing a, a really? gathering, she's, she, she loves to party. My mom, like she'd be the one Asians love their, their whiskey. And I would always like, they're walking around. I think mean, you've been to some Asian, Asian party, Sean, they walk around. It's like, it's always like Johnny Walker you walking around the porn. So she, I was like, She's very, oh, yeah. my, my dad was not like that. And I think I get my personality seeing my mom. Um, but typically, yeah, like my sister is very reserved and shy. Well, I, I say that because the stereotype is very wrong because of what you just said. Like I've been to a, a lot of um, gatherings and functions where it, it's the majority of it are Asian and it's very community based. Um, they make a ton of food for everybody. It's the opposite of of um introvert yeah, so it's it's just so funny to me that you get tagged with this stereotype that in my experience anyway it couldn't be the furthest from the the truth which is funny i think it's funny i think in a in a setting where they they're not comfortable they don't know people they're very very reserved um in a setting like that community event that you went to sean yeah like they know each other it it's just a welcoming party, you know, you know, we, we welcome everybody. So it, it, it is the context of the environment typically, but you do get some people, right. We talk, going back to extrovert, we were talking first trait, no matter the environment. I mean, that's like, you, that's, that's you, Sean, you're, you're completely in your own skin, still comfortable, um, regardless of, you know, people or not. I think it's funny because you always say that, you know, part of your culture is if there's space on the floor, you'll welcome anybody to sleep there. And from the culture that I come from, we're big, obviously drinkers. If there's a piece of floor, we're going to curl up on it or a curb or fire hydrant or anywhere we can, you know, say our last prayers and hope we we're not too hung over in the morning. So that we fit in, I fit in pretty well to the Asian community. Given that, I'll, I'll take that piece of floor you're offering any time of the day, man. Absolutely. I already know that what I'll have to invite you to my floor, Sean, though. You, you, we, uh, we enjoy our, uh, our beverages for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, socializing is another good trait, right? If you're probably socializing, but let's, uh, let's change it up. So another one I feel is being competitive, wanting to win. Um, uh, me as an athlete, I think, I just, I think, but it's just me, I'm a competitive person. 
and I think as an entrepreneur, being competitive, maybe to yourself, you know, like I, I'm a big golfer as well. So you're really competing against yourself. Um, so pushing yourself to be better, but then if, if you have, you know, a nemesis or you have someone you aspire to be, you know, you can, you can dub them your, your enemy and you try to go after them. So if it's another business that you're trying to compete against, you know, being competitive, that, I think that's a great way to kind of keep the drive and the fire. I think that's a big one. I think that, it, and it's not, com, com, it's not being competitive to necessarily other people or other businesses or to the market. It might be, but for me, it's always being, you know, I, I love to believe that the biggest competitor I have is myself. So I always want to do better the next day, never perfect, but always better. Right. So, so I compete with myself to make sure that I'm better. Like I was talking about, you know, waking up positive. Well, some days, man, that's just a competitive thing because I don't, I don't feel like it, but I, I gotta do that. I gotta make myself be better that day. And it's a, Oh, okay. You said you were going to be positive all the time, but today you're feeling kind of pissy. Like, remember what you said, like you said, you're going to be, you know, so you force yourself to be like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I said it. I gotta, I gotta do it. I can't expect my team and my company and my clients and my investors to do stuff that I wouldn't do myself. And it's such a cliche, but it's so true. And if I say, yeah, you know what, to be successful, you got to wake up positive every day. And I don't, you're kind of losing some credibility. So I think being competitive, if it's not to somebody else, certainly to yourself is huge for us. It gives us drive. It gives us, it turns it into a game, right? It turns us into something we can, we can, at the end of the day, you know, you're big into metrics. We can, we can say, okay, is metricize a word? We'll have to look better. I wonder if metricize is a word. If not, it should be. But you metricize it, right? You, you make say, a word all the time. I might use sports in the wrong context. You make a words all the time. <laughs> well, you but take you words right, and though. say them wrong. wrong. I just make <laughs> new, new words up. But yeah, so we metricize that at the end of the day and say, how do we do it? It's our scorecard, right? It's like, how do we do today? Was that positive? Yeah, okay. I could have done better. Okay. Which is always the answer. But yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, I think, I think passion too. I think being able to feel quickly your, your passion for something like, um, I'll bring the love word in again, like, like, um, falling in love with something first or quick. I think that's something that we have as a trait is the ability, or it could be a curse to do that. Um, because we have, a lot of passion behind it. You know, we, we don't have a lot of degrees of passion. When we talked to um, a couple episodes ago about um, commitment, we don't have a, oh, this commitment only takes a three, this one's like a two and a half, this one's an eight. It's either you're committed to it or you're not. It's either black or white, zero or 10. I mean, that's the way I am. And, you know, we always say both personally and professionally, it's the same thing. Like, that's just the way I am. I have to be passionate about something in order to have drive to be successful at it, whether it's, you know, learning to speak another language or running a business. It's, it's all the same. I think also, well, off, off that note, like hundred percent, right. It's either hundred percent or zero percent. So like one trait for me is I'm, I have a high tolerance for risk taking. I think uh, risk taking, you, you, there's no like, medium, you, you're all in, you're all out, you know, like you got to make choices and, That's right. uh, and then entrepreneurship is about risk taking. Um, 
but there's definitely some popular, really good entrepreneurs that maybe are not high risk takers. They probably, you know, so, but this is what works for me. Um, I don't mind doing something, trying it for the first time, you know, diving right in. Um, and, and especially now, you know, we're, we're dealing with this pandemic and a lot of businesses were trying to figure out how to operate their business in this new world where people aren't, uh, shopping the same way. The buyer's journey is different. So what are you doing to change your business? You know, and some businesses are, are, are completely changing the way they do business or how they interact or operations. And so there's no playbook. There's no, no historical, you know, uh, case study to, to lean on. So you got to take risk in the, in the unknown. Do you like take cooking, for example, like you, love to cook. Are you the only one at the table after you cook this amazing meal that says, that nah, was not good. I, I think if I made it again, I would do this differently and it would be better here. And yeah, it's okay, but it's not great. Like, are you that, are you that competitive with yourself? Do you actually sit there and say, like, I, I'll give you an example. I listen to our podcast, not just the unedited version, but every single finished one. And 100% of the time I'd be like, ah, I could have said that better. Yeah, that's not what I meant. 100%, 100% right? Yep. Cause there's no yeah. perfect. There's no, we'll never cut the first episode. If you and I ran the show, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. We, I think when we were starting this podcast last year, I said to you, it's not that easy to get started, you know, but we also didn't want to have analysis paralysis. There's a lot of planning involved. Uh, and even now people are trying to figure out like, do I do podcasting? We're seeing more and more people jumping into podcasting. So yeah, just do it. You know, it's, it's no, take a little, take a risk, just do it. You know, get out there, create content. Um, cause it's a way to showcase yourself, your personality, what you do. And people want to connect with people. They want to also, they want to, they want to either connect with you on a, on just a personal level, or they want to connect with you and say, I want to do business with that person. Cause I got a chance to understand or know their personality through their podcast or their videos. So, um, I was nervous at first to do the podcast. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm putting everything out there um, that about me, but this is me. There's nothing to hide. And when people meet me, I know I've got to connect with you closer, Sean. And that's why we started this podcast together because the conversations we had. And then I've had business come to me because people said I got to know you. And so I'm like, no, it's yeah. a win-win. I can meet some really great people, make some new friends, but I, I can also get business from it. So I'm, I'm really glad that I took, you know, took this risk to put it all out there in this podcast. Were you really scared to do it? See, I wasn't, I yeah, was never I was. scared. I was just, I was interested in it. I did. I didn't think it would be quite the, the boulder you have to push up a hill as it is. I didn't appreciate all the production stuff to make it, you know, as good as ours is, which I, I really believe ours is really good, but I wasn't fearful of it because, you know, to your point about risk, I don't want to say I didn't care. I very much cared about what we had to say. I just didn't really care so much um, if our audience was going to be huge. Like our story is the same, whether we have a million listeners or four, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, if we can help one person, that's great. If we can help a million, okay, that's a million better, but it's, there's no number that I strive to. So my fear was not, like I didn't worry about how I sounded or I didn't really, now that we're in it, the competitiveness kicks in. Like, ah, I should have done a better job. Like I'm trying this time not to say 
I always say this because I say that all the time in the podcast. I don't know if you've ever picked that up. I say, oh, yeah, well, I always say this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't even know where that comes, comes from. from. I don't even say that that much. It is interesting. You, you listen to yourself. It's, and I have filler words that I say. And you know what? That This is us. We're human. You know, this is not like, right. this is us. This is real us. It's not like all this post-production, tons of post-production work. Um, well, and you know, it's, I don't like the cliche, but it is true. Like, it, it's all about the journey. Like anybody can just get in a car and mat the gas pedal and go straight and go as fast as you can. But it's, you know, going around the curves and not seeing what's on the other side of the curve and having to react to it, whether it's podcast or personal relationship or business or leaving a business or starting a business or getting married or not getting married. Like that to me is the, you know, the, the fun and the thought as it were. For all you people listening, that was an Asian reference to one of my favorite dishes, but it's true, right? You got to put the, you got to put the yeah. fun in the pho, man. <laughs> pho, pho. <laughs> it is pho, I know. Although there's a really cool, um, is it, what's the name? I'll, I'll have to send it to you offline. It's a really cool restaurant in Memphis called uh, Fadega. Yeah, Fadega, like P-H-O-D-A-G-A, Fadega. Not a cool name. There's a lot of things you can do with that word. I think it's great. <laughs> um, one, I have a couple. I say another one, I think, for me, and I got better because like, I, I really get, got this from my wife, is being organized. Um, I'm typically not organized before. I just kind of do things on the whim and, you know, I, but... I really learned a lot of my operational side from my wife. She's a great ops person. Uh, so through osmosis, I, I, I appreciate it. And it's helped me like structure my day. Um, just planning, having planning things. I still don't plan everything perfect, but if I didn't learn that trait for me, I think there'd be a lot more chaos and, and, and things not getting done. So, uh, now coming from lines, some type of organization, if it's task, Whatever it is, there's got to be something. Nothing can just be like, you know, unorganized. So, so you're, you're, what, what was the word? Oh, osmosis. So in <laughs> Laos, what is the language called? Like, what is the, what's the? Laotian. Laotian. So in Laotian, is osmosis the Laotian word for do it my wife tells me to do? Is that what that is? Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. I learned a Laotian word today. Yeah. Right. Now we add that to our quote list. So that'll be on right. the next t-shirt for us. I love how you, I love how you, how you, um, what would you call that? Kind of carve things like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, she's really good at, at, um, organization. And she's telling her, dude, she's yelling at you to pick your shit up off the floor. That's, that's what she's doing. And, and you're <laughs> learning not to put stuff on the floor anymore. You know, I use this podcast to buy points with my wife. I'm giving her praise right here, man. She's listened to it. Her family's probably listened to it. Just blew my spot up. <laughs> Look, there's no secrets here at the Volvo Entrepreneurs. We, we got to get it all out, man. You're a better person to get it out. Come on, get that energy mm -hmm. out. Uh, what else so, we got for traits? Do we have any other traits besides being handsome? I mean... Yeah, you got to be handsome, I think. That's important. You know, handsome for me and for you might be a little different. You know, but yeah, I th I th yeah, that's a trait. <laughs> I got to tell you, my grandmother, she lived to a hundred and just shy of 102. And she had Alzheimer's. She had really bad dementia. But 
my siblings can't stand me because ever since I was a kid, she would always put her arms and be like, oh, Sean, you're so handsome. And to this day, my family was waiting for that to wear off and it never did. She was 100 years old. She's like, Sean, you shouldn't know anybody else's name. But she's like, Sean, you're so handsome. Come here. Like, see? See? That's great. I think a really important trait is you guys can tell Sean and I here. We like to joke around and, and, but that's just us for real. So you have to you keep have it light, to, man. You, you have, have to be able to make fun of yourself. You know, like entrepreneurship is a lot of pressure. So you got to be able to be humble a little bit, reflect and just look yourself in the mirror. You're like, you know what? I suck today or things are bad or just laugh it off. You got to be able to like laugh at yourself too. Well, and it's the thing too, is you, it's a physiological thing. You actually feel a release of, of energy when you are doing something you like and you're doing something positive and you're laughing and joking around, there's a release of that energy and you feel, you feel good. You know, like I like doing this cause now we can go rip off, you know, a few more hours of work and you feel good, you know, whereas you sit and work all day and don't have this in the middle or, or something equivalent to being this fun. For me, it's very fun. Um, you get, to, it's like a, you know, a cup of coffee, you get the, the, the energy or, uh, uh, what's, what's, um, coffee in Vietnamese. I'm very Asian today. You picking that up? I'm like very Asian cafe soda. That's uh, yeah, iced coffee. In, um, Vietnamese. Maybe because like, you know, we have our project manager too here, you know, so you're outnumbered two to one, uh, with Asian. That now you, that's you know, a t-shirt. You got You got You know, your, your extrovertness, extroversionness is coming out and you're like, I gotta be part of this, this crew. So they accept me. <laughs> that's a great, that is a, first of all, you're right. And secondly, that's a great t-shirt out number two with the spelling of her name to one. That's, that's a kick-ass t-shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm bought, a great one. Our swag is going to be, <laughs> we got to get going on the swag. Our swag is going to be second to none. We're just going to have a hundred words on a t-shirt. You know, that's a good idea. Yeah. A hot mess. We're basically just going to write it with markers and then give them Shoppy. That was the same Boston, right in the shoppy. No, but I think, I think too that, it goes along with what we're talking about being positive and, and having fun. Like, you know, it's great to have passion and drive and want to succeed and being competitive and all that, but you got to have fun at what you're doing, man. Like this has to be fun for us. Otherwise it sucks. Otherwise it's not fun. And if you have an audience, it's the opposite of fun. And if you have the, an audience or a following as big or, or as, um, small or you have a client or you have an investor like they have to pick up on your energy and if you're not having a good time it's pretty resting bitch face i mean you can tell pretty quickly that you're just not into it Mm -hmm. we've all been in meetings and projects where it's just like the life is being pulled out of you one word at a time you gotta have i'm not saying it should be all shits and giggles all the time but you gotta have fun you gotta have it's gotta feel good to you you know yeah, I think yesterday I had a, I had a really tough day. Um, it was a, I'm like, is it a full moon? And I looked it up and it was. It was, it was a full moon. Believe it or not, and people, and my wife even too, she was like, so we were working really late after I put the kids down, worked additional more. And she was working, really, really do I see her work that late. She's good about shutting down, but we were just having tough days. She's like, it's a full moon. And I just started laughing. You know, that's why I say laughing, like just, you just got to laugh it out because it's one day, guys. It's one day from the journey. You got to enjoy the journey. And as long as you, the rest of it, you're having fun, you're enjoying what you're doing, you know, then you're, you'll be fine. Well, and to your point, right? It's, it's, 
it's one day, but it, it's actually still the journey. That's just part of your journey. Today is, today is just different or a bend in the road or whatever you want to call it. It's just a different part of your journey, but it's still, it's still your journey. You're still, you know, you have to fulfill your purpose before your company can fill fulfill its because you're part of that purpose. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's uh, somebody that brings in negative energy. You need to complement that with positive energy and pick them up and get them in the right direction. And that's a, I don't say that as an entrepreneur or a leader. I say that as a person. You get a, you know, like I'm, I always, whether it's a party or a bar or wherever I am, will always gravitate to the like quiet, shy person. Cause I, I take it as my God fulfilled prophecy to break them out of that shell. I'll just go over and just start talking to somebody just to see what's, you know, what's going on and how you doing? What's your name? You know, why you so quiet? Yeah. You like to rile people up too, Sean, in, in a good way. You want them to come, you want them to also have fun. I've seen you do yeah, that enjoy in, yourself. In, in our social settings when we're getting out. I definitely, which I love that about you too. Um, that's, that's the, that's the extra version, the ex, extrovert that we love about you. Um, Actually, in my case, it's called the extra extrovert. There's, <laughs> there's two extras in extrovert. My daughter, on me yesterday, uh, my daughter, uh, we love her personality because she gets so excited for everybody. Like, yeah, I love people. Not like that's such a great trait. I feel because she, it's not about her. She just, everyone's other stuff. If it's their first day of school, if it's their, it's their anniversary, like our anniversary leading like for a week leading up to it. It's like your anniversary's coming. We're going to do this for you. And if it's someone else's birthday, like, it's, it's amazing to see how much pure heart that she puts out there. And I, and I see that in the professional world too. You, you meet certain people that, you know, like they're just, they do whatever they, they can to help you and just be excited for you. And I think that's a great, great to have. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing that you bring that up because I think that one of the, and I just, I've been meaning to bring this up in a couple of episodes. I just keep forgetting. One of the traits I think that entrepreneurs have to have is the, the um, innocence of youth. In other words, you have that perspective that A, you don't care what you look like, B, you don't care what you sound like. You want to go do it. You're going to be happy doing it. And you don't have all these adult-based environmental parameters. Like, you can't act like that. You can't wear that. You can't look like that. You know, blah, blah, blah. That start at a very, um, a very, in some cases, early age. Like, you almost want to bottle that up with your daughter and watch it and see when it starts to fade you get put in these you know environmental or or um societal constructs that you know as entrepreneurs we got to keep that youth we got to go up and think we can we can hit that pitch otherwise we're not going to play baseball and baseball might be what we're good at so we got to give it a try we've got to have that youthful innocence or drive we got to keep it you know we don't care what happens we're going to climb that dead limb on the tree when everybody knows it's going to break but we're going to try it well, but we, we, we can't lose that. You know, I, I, I say, I almost said it. I say all the time. I was, I love thinking I'm still like a kid at heart. Like I still can, I don't necessarily have all of it, but I still have part of that youthfulness and positivity that you have growing up. And you want to keep that because that's what keeps you doing what you're doing and gives you passion to do it and drive. Yep. Curiosity, fearlessness. So, I mean, there's so many traits, guys, but, you know, if, if, 
there's any other traits that we might have missed that, that works for you, share with us. We want to hear like what works for you guys. Uh, it's a community. We inspire for all of us to lift each other up. So, you know, go out I mean, there. Come, this episode has been just a, a pirate's chest full of goodies for the audience. We've brought in culture. We've spoken in different languages. We've talked about food and relationships, love, friendship, happiness, positivity. My God, man. I mean, try, try stepping on the brakes on this train. It ain't slowing down anytime soon, baby. Yeah. When, when we knew we had this, uh, oh, when we were told that, Hey, this like, is I got a topic. Two told us. Yes. Two, two told us. Like there's not enough time, not enough time to shoot this podcast. You want traits that makes us successful, Sean and I. I mean, we could speak for days. <laughs> Today's episode was twofold. See, we we're gonna have such episode a good time. One, was, episode one. So glad two's on the team. <laughs> that was right, great. Right. Well, till next time, go out there, crush it. Till next time, because one thing is for sure: as sure as the sun comes up every day. So too will the vulnerable entrepreneurs have another episode. I could do this for a living. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at the VE Podcast, the VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com, and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable, and we appreciate you spending time with us today.